Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We're coming at you live from Rosemont at the National Sports Collectors Convention. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi and Yaramir Yager. Yeah, is like unofficial guest. Maybe 30 yards from us, and we just got to talk to him, and I don't know if I can do the show. It's, uh, it's a I, good thing we have this table, right? <laughs> yes, it is. I walked by him, and then I was like, Holy shit, that's Yarmir Yager, and I grabbed you guys. I'm like, he's literally just standing right there. Yeah. There are, right in front of us, there's 10,000 people in line to talk to Johnny Manziel or some aged Paying $100 player. to... And there's NHL legend Yarmir Yager just standing by himself. No one's paying attention to him. No one's talking to him. Just saying, you know. We took a picture with him, and uh, like a small crowd was like, oh, shit, that's Yarmir Yager. Let's get a picture. And then that was it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it, this uh, this is the event to do that, right? <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, thanks for jumping on. Uh, make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Podcasters, make sure you are uh, subscribed or following wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Later in the show, we're going to talk to Eric Andrews. Eric is the host of the Center Ice Cardcast. He is a hockey card collector. And he'll give us kind of the rundown on how these things work, what card collecting is like, especially with hockey cards. And really talk about Connor Bedard's impact on the collecting world because as we arrived here, we kind of did a couple laps, and the upper deck booth, one entire side of the upper deck booth is Connor Bedard and his Hawks jersey. He is a major mover, a major player. There was another booth here that had hundreds of Connor Bedard jerseys for sale, some signed, some not, so we'll talk to Eric about that. But we're going to start the show today, fellas, talking about Seth Jones. And ah, yesterday, yes. and his contract, Dom LeCision. Uh, published for The Athletic, the NHL's 10 Worst Contracts, 2023 edition, starring Seth Jones, Colton Pareko, and more. And he rated Seth Jones, once again, as the worst contract in the league. And I think, you know, this is something that we're going to have to deal with throughout the life of this contract. And I caution people, before we dive in too deep to it, when you read these things, it's not necessarily telling you the player sucks. It's telling you the contract is undesirable. And I think when that contract was signed and that trade was made by a general manager who is no longer here, we no longer speak the name, we all felt that way. However, the Hawks have a number one defenseman. Is he a Nicholas Lidstrom number one defenseman? No. But he is the Hawks number one defenseman. He is an asset absolutely to the team. So don't let these things sort of cloud your view and and spoil the good things Seth Jones does for the Blackhawks. Yeah, the Seth Jones 
contract has become an easy target. It's become fodder for national writers that don't watch a lot of actual Blackhawk games. Sure, you could look at that deal, and then you can look at the results over the first two years. Blackhawks have been bad. He's the number one defenseman on a bad team. Now, last year they were bad by design. Right. Mm -hmm. The year before... They were trying to make one last run at a playoff spot. You know, they traded for Seth Jones. They brought in Marc-Andre Fleury and Jake McCabe. And, you know, it was like, hey, let's squint real hard and, and maybe we make the playoffs. And then, you know, the, you had the clown car coach and then all the stuff happened in October and the wheels fell off pretty quickly. But you can't tell me. Yeah, is Seth Jones overpaid by a million, a million and a half dollars? Mm-hmm. Sure he is. And so is 60% of the NHL. Did he get signed for maybe one or two more years than you would have liked to? Sure. But again, nothing you could do about that right now. But you can't tell me that his contract gives you less than what the contract of Matt Murray is giving the Maple Leafs this year, which is absolutely nothing. Nothing. Or Nikita Zaitsev's contract. Or... Any of these guys that get dumped, Shea Weber's contract, you know, someone's paying Shea with the Coyotes, they're paying Shea Weber to not play hockey. So you can't tell me it's the worst contract. You are act, you're getting a lot out of this contract. Are you getting $9 million worth? No. But we knew that going in, you weren't. And, and as the team gets better, that contract's going to look better because guess what? When you, when you have good players and you surround them with more good players, they become better. It's funny how that works. He, doesn't, yeah. he won't have to be the guy in a couple of years when Kevin Korczynski gets here and Ethan Del Mastro and Nolan Allen and all these young guys we keep talking about. When they're finally here and they're, they're hitting their potential, you're only going to have four or five more years of Seth Jones, and he's not going to have to be that guy. So right. I, I just... It's an easy target. <clears throat> it's just, it feeds into that narrative that Seth Jones is a bad hockey player. And again, the people who think Seth Jones is a bad hockey player, watch the damn game. Well, that's, I think that's, that's a gripe with a lot of the analytics people is, and I'm not saying they don't watch games. Of course they watch games. And it is impossible to watch every game in the league every night. But to take a box score and break it down or a natural stat trick and look at that and say, okay, I know how the game went. Yeah. It's just not factually correct. It's just not true. You, there's so many. Th- I talk about this all the time. We all do. But the randomness of hockey does not lend itself to analytics. It's a, it is a pinball game. There are bounces. There are, you know, uh, bouncing pucks, rebounds, you know, off the glass, all sorts of weird things that you can't plan for that make it really hard to quantify analytically. And I think. Goals off Nick Letty's shin pad. <laughs> sure. And he, I think even the most ingrained, dug in analytics person would admit that of the major sports, hockey is the furthest behind in analytics. So, look, take these things for what they're worth. I, My whole thing is, do, I think a lot of people read this stuff and are like, well, Seth Jones sucks. And it's just not true. And if you look at this list of players, none of these are bad players. Colton Pareko is a good player. Jonathan Huberdo is a really good player. You know, even though he had the poop this year. Tyler Sagan, good player. Mark Edward Vlasic, good player. Great, like these it's are all every, good players. Every contract is is bloated, is, is what is what the problem is. And by by, I think the other problem is when you go into the analytical game in hockey, whose model do you go after? Do you go with? Do you go with a public model like Dom Lucision? Do you go with 
a public model from JFresh? Do you go from Evolving Wild? Do you go from Natural Statric? All these different uh, models and analytical data that you can go, go through. Um, if you look at three different models, you might get three different outlooks for a player. And so based off of what, what Dom has here, the, the value contract that Seth Jones should be worth based off of Dom's model uh, as he lays out is $3.6 million That's a year. That's ridiculous. That, that, it's, that is absurd. That is a broken system. Yeah. It's, a, it's a system that I think is not putting enough weight on what you talked about earlier is the quality of the team that's around yeah. him, the quality of minutes that he's playing. He's playing 27, 28 minutes a night against 30 other NHL teams that are better than the Blackhawks uh, with teammates that are not up to snuff. Um, so when you break down what he's what the model is looking at with, with Seth Jones, it's saying that about $6 million per year he's overpaid over the, over the course of the rest of the contract, making it the worst surplus value, making it the worst contract. I think if you looked at the rest of this list or other players in the NHL, like you mentioned Matt Murray, if you look at what their output could be compared to their contract, the actual you know, scale of things, output to value, would be shifted differently. It's just that Jones was signed to an eight-year deal. So it's the the model then puts the onus on the length of the contract, which, again, could be something that you can get out of. But even Dom himself, in the post, says here at the end, even if Jones earned the contract partially off a bloated reputation, that reputation didn't arise out of thin air. Jones is a very toolsy player with a lot of skills that pop. He might not be capable of being the guy, but with a better infrastructure of support, his talent should be able to shine more. So at least I'll, I'll give Dom his credit. He is acknowledging that the Blackhawks have been horrible in the last, in the last few years with Seth Jones on the team. And Seth hasn't been the previous version of himself where he was a Norris Trophy nominee, but he's still good. And he still needs to get help from other good players. And I think going into this season is where you're going to see a little bit a better roster from the Blackhawks. And as we've talked about from last, from two seasons ago to last season, the improvement that Seth Jones had. And I think we all talk about the likely improvement that he'll have in a second year under Luke Richardson. I think it all comes, comes into play here. So, sure, over the remainder of his contract under this specific model, is it the worst for the rest of the deal? Sure, I can, I can agree with that. Is, it, does he have, is he the worst player with the worst contract in the league? No, I don't no. agree with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Well, and that, that's that's the, the thing about these types of articles. People just read it, and then they don't, you know, it's a very good breakdown. Or they by don't Mario. even read it. Right. They just, <laughs> they, the just they look at the headline, oh, Seth Jones has the worst right. contract. He sucks. And that influences he sucks. their opinion. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we live in, a, we live in a, the most informed era where it's so easy to get information, and yet nobody actually looks at the information that's available at their fingertips it's frustrating but yes. um it just makes you wonder had seth jones signed this contract with the tampa bay lightning or the toronto maple Leafs, it'd be different is he considered the worst contract no because he's playing on a garbage team he'd be, he'd be playing on a better team in a different role is, yeah. is seth jones a really good uh second pair defenseman yes can he play the role of top pair defenseman Yes, in a pinch. Have the Blackhawks been in a pinch? Yes. So that, that's that's where it all lines up to be. Um, and, I, and I think as as we see this year and next year's defensive cores evolve, I think you're going to see Seth Jones be able to play with 
some some up and coming players that might benefit him. Well, you know, he we, he played so well with uh, Jake McCabe because he was able to kind of not have to do everything yeah. in the pairing. Uh, whereas before, you know, before he he was, you know, mixing up his 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 defensive pairs. I think he was paired with Ian Mitchell for a while. It's a lot different being paired with a guy like Jake McCabe than you know rookie or guy who should be on the third line who's playing up up above his position. So or even just a steady partner. A steady part. He played steadily with uh, Caleb Jones they were, in, in they the were back half effective. of the year and played well too. Yeah. So yeah. just having a guy that he can play with consistently and can can have that balance of skill set I think is going to be really important for him. So Dom Dom says in the in the piece uh, that that in 2017-18 Seth Jones is one of the best defensemen on the planet. In 2017-18 the Columbus Blue Jackets had 97 points. You put him on they a hit, good team he's going to have better team. numbers. I mentioned Nick Lidstrom earlier. If you put Nick Lidstrom on his Blackhawks team, his metrics are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. His analytics are not going to look great, right? right? Yes, he's obviously much better than Seth Jones. He's one of the best defensemen ever lived. But the point is, unlike baseball, where it's a series of one-on-one instances, you've got the randomness of the game, the quality of the of the teammate. If you've got forwards that can't cover, it's going to help. It's going to hurt your defense. Like there's so many things that go into it. So it's really hard to evaluate just one person. And look, like we said all along, it's not a good contract. It's it's a million at least too rich. But the guy that that signed it, made the trade, is gone. So now, just enjoy having a really good ass player on the Hawks. Yeah, and you know, we were talking a minute ago about you know he's better when he's got a consistent partner. Yeah. Does he have a consistent partner to start the year? I mean, who do you think he was? He was with Jake McCabe for a lot of the year. He's gone. He then he was with Caleb. He's gone. So where does Seth? Played I like the year. way him and Vlasic played at the end of Vlasic's first season. Yeah, they were together the whole time for like those fifteen games, whatever it was that Vlasic had. Um, maybe that's where it starts this year. I don't know. I, I mean, look, no one has the same partner eighty-two games. Right. It's very rare that that right, happens. Right. But I feel like Seth, especially because of the uncertainty, the lack of overall talent. The constant movement of guys, not just you know via trade, but also up and down through Rockford, he has not really been able to establish himself with one or two consistent partners. So I think, hopefully, with a little bit of stability in the defensive lineup this year, he'll be able to find whoever that guy is. It'd be nice if it could be Connor Murphy, but they both play the same side. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's where you kind of and with get into some issues. You know, at least two young, you know, essentially rookie defensemen. You kind of want to split those guys up so each guy can kind of shadow one yeah. of the young guys. And you got Vlasic and Jones. That's That seems like a good pair. And, hey, if, if it's Kevin Korchinski here for the first few games, Kevin Korchinski and Connor Murphy, that sounds pretty good that to me. May, yeah, that, that would work that for me. kind of gives you a little bit of both. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, interested to see how that works out. But, yeah, Seth- but, uh, enough of the Seth Jones contract bash. There's nothing we can do about it at this point. Yeah, it's just it's tiresome, and we're only in year three. The the defensive group for that 17-18 uh, Blue Jackets, by the way, was Seth Jones, Jack Johnson, Ryan Murray, David Savard, Marcus Nudivara, and Zach Rowenski. His defensive pair that year was Seth Jones and Zach Rowenski. That's uh, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I, I would play with Zach Rowenski uh, and for I think an entire Seth season. Seth made Zach well. a lot of money too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the key to being the best defenseman on the planet, according to Dom, is having Jack Johnson on your team. That's it. You should never trade him. No other way. 
There's no other way to look at it. Yep. Yeah. It's all about Jack Johnson. That's why the Avalanche brought him back. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it just kind of gets, I don't know. I see these things and I just sigh because I know it's going to be in our timelines. It's going to be front, front and center for us. So It's in our, cha- it's in our post-game chats. Yeah. You know, there's still, you didn't hear as much of it, you know, as the season went on, it, it the, the Seth Jones outrage yeah. was quieted. We started quite playing, a bit. I mean, he started playing better. He started playing better, better. He got the All Star nod. When he came back from the All Star game, he was a, a much different player, much yeah. better player. He was kind of like a guy that knew. I forgot who it was that asked him, you know. Uh, yeah, are you surprised? Post game, where he kind of was like, uh, it was it was the po- it was the game when he got the announcement that he was the all star guy. I forget who it was. It was either it was it was Ben Pope. Yeah, where he was kind of like, hey, so all star, eh? We're yeah. kind of like inferring, and Seth knew he was like, you know, yeah. Who else are they gonna really take at this point? Yeah, but he came back from the All Star break. I was like, I'm gonna show you I deserve to be there, yeah. and he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that that probably was something that he needed to maybe needed to experience to, to get a little bit of a, of a jolt back into, into his game, and it, it worked. So well, it's certainly a confidence boost for him too. I mean, yeah, you know, he sees all this stuff. He yeah. reads all these articles about how he's got the worst contract in hockey. And he just looks up. He's like, what? I'm right. doing the best I can here. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? He reads it while sitting on a couch made of money. <laughs> it's like the Dumb and Dumber where he's crying into his dollar bill. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm so sad about that. Oh, boo-hoo. My no, bad but I mean, contract. Any kind, of, any kind of professional athlete, you know, it's going to take pride in, you know, their game for the most part. And when you hear that, first of all, it has to hurt like hell. It's got to suck. Yeah. Um, it's a gut and, punch. And you want to prove those people wrong. And I think he's done a good job. Look, the, his first year here, it was a disaster for everybody. Yep. For, with the with the Jeremy Cowton thing, the the scandal in the summer, the coaching change, the expectations that he put on himself, not to mention that were put on him automatically with that contract. Nobody was going to succeed in that in that situation. Um, last year, with a legitimately good head coach and coaching staff around him, and then a little bit of consistency at the end of the year. All of a sudden, lo and behold, Seth Jones knows how to play hockey again. It's not a coincidence. It's not It's not a coincidence. The guy is a really good, you know, number two, a poor man's number one defenseman. And, yeah, again, the guy that signed him is gone. So stay mad if you want, but it just feels like a waste of time and energy. Thanks for the donation to our buddy Young Dangle God. Uh, said we could have used that one point, that $1.52 million extra while we're paying Seth Jones. To re-sign Kaner, what a oh, shame! Yes, and then he donated his ninety-nine cents. So. <laughs> at, least, hey, at least he really commits to the bit. I, 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 I so love, hey, you know, I love, I love when when our when our fans and our listeners commit to the bit. That should be our next shirt. Commit to the commit bit. To commit the bit. to the bit. Yes. That's a, didn't Dennis Savard say that? No, he said something else. Yeah, yeah something else. Something, something else. like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to welcome in uh, Eric Andrews from the uh, from Center Ice uh, Card Cast, as we are at the National Sports Collectors Convention. But first, I want to tell you about my alma mater, Lewis University. And I'm stalling because I got signed out of my document. <laughs> Uh-oh. So maybe um, we should talk about Sunnyside Wait, first does, while I log It doesn't sure. come right off the top of your head, your memories of Lewis? Well, I can tell you about my great experience Shocking. at Lewis University. There we go. All right, there we got it, it back. All right. Thank you, Boingo. I, I, I all of a sudden remember <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> all right. Students just like you with full-time jobs, full-time families, part-time families, maybe some of you, uh, and full-time sports fandoms, they go back to school to earn a respected degree like I did at Lewis University. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville and is ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. 
Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. And their faculty brings real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. Lewis offers career support and academic resources for adult students. And if you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right one for you. They offer several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. We're going to highlight one of them here. My favorite, the cybersecurity, because it sounds cool. Lewis is the Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. That's good. Adult undergrad programs as well. You got the Computer Science Aviation Maintenance Technology Certificate. Did you know Lewis University is a top aviation school? Yeah, Mm. that's true. They got a big 747 right on campus. Business analytics, criminal justice, tech programs, business programs, the whole schmear. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Did you ever get to fly in the 747? No, it can't take off. Uh, the airport problem. at Lewis does not have a big enough runway uh, for okay. the 747 to take off. They have a bunch of Cessnas and stuff, um, but it is they, they could start it and fire it up and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, but it's used for training. That's cool. So it's really they said to like helicopter it in. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. it's cool. United Airlines donated it. Um, is that uh, is that where uh, Bed Check Charlie would, would live on the side? If he lives in the plane, yeah, it's the, the only plane. place they let him go now. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's right. Yeah. Hey, if you're looking to uh, get uh, high up in the sky, oh, that's a nice one. <laughs> uh, don't use the 747 at Lewis because apparently it can't take off. But you can go to Sunnyside <laughs> dis- uh, Cannabis Dispensary. Uh, and get all the needs that uh, you need from that dispensary for your cannabis needs because it is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything to elevate your summer this summer. One-stop shop for all of your cannabis needs no matter where you are on your journey. Easy online ordering, an in-store pickup, and a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. And they have an extensive lineup of uh, in-house brands that Sunnyside provides. You got Mindy's, the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. You got the Good News Gummies, rechargeable vape pens, and carps perfect for great moments with the crew. You also got Wonder Wellness Company. They want to make the world of cannabis simple to understand and easy to experience for everybody. The brand's low-dose formulations are offered in gummies and mints and allow people to control their high, whether it's for microdosing throughout the day or easing into your cannabis experience. Through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO25 at checkout. When you do, you're going to get 25% off of your order. It is one use per customer, but uh, it is not just for new customers. Anyone can use that code and pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Uh, Also, it's not stackable with other promotions. And, of course, you need to be 21 plus or an Illinois medical card holder. Now, for clarity, the Lewis plane can take off. (laughs) If you try to take off the Lewis plane, you're going to go through a building yeah, don't and probably that. end up at Stateville Prison. You yeah, don't want to do that. Don't do that. You'll, be, you'll run through Stateville Prison, then end up in Stateville Prison. <laughs> so don't do that. I cannot recommend. All right. Joining us now on the show, he's way over there. Hey, Eric. How's hey. it going? Eric Andrews from the Center Ice Card Cast. This is a uh, sports card collecting expert. I am not a sports card collecting <laughs> expert, Eric. But I want to start before we get into uh, to your expertise, which is fascinating to me being at the show. 
Um, we walked in here, and the biggest face we saw so far was Connor Bedard. What does the what does a player like that do for the hockey card market? It's huge, honestly. Um, you know, obviously, for the four major sports, hockey is definitely fourth, especially in the card landscape. So when you get a generational talent like Connor Bedard coming in, and especially playing for a big market team like the Blackhawks, it's huge because not only you know do you get your hockey fans and your fans of that team, but you also have people just from the city that are you know going to buy into that hype and want to collect his cards and stuff too. So, yeah, I mean, his impact on the hobby will be huge, no doubt. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Uh, say, you know, May 8th doesn't go our way, and it's the Columbus Blue Jackets mm -hmm. that get number one. I mean, you got to think the yeah, sure. folks at Upper Deck are ecstatic that he's Absolutely. in a Blackhawk jersey and not playing for Arizona or Columbus, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's good for them, too, because obviously – the more interest there is, the more of their product is going to sell. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are thrilled about that. Well, and this, you know, convention is, you know, the biggest that I, I think I've ever seen or heard of in, in the card collecting community. And, you know, just here we've seen a wall of Bedard jerseys. We've seen a big poster from him from, from Upper Deck. So when you have these, these kind of events where everyone is coming in, everyone, you know, in, in the collecting community and in the, in the, cro the crossover with the hockey community, you know, that's where you're going to see, like, you know, kids of, of, of these generations. We were talking about it off the air before the show uh, in a different way. But kids of this generation, they latch on to, like, a lot of the, the, the top athletes. Like, you'll have kids in, in Chicago rooting for LeBron James. You'll got, you know, Steph Curry. you got pe people who live in, you know, California cheering for Aaron Rodgers when, you know, he's playing in New York and Green Bay. You have that now of a player in Chicago that could captivate you know, fan bases from all these different areas. So when you have something like this, it's like an opportunity for like people from all over the place to come and get that memorabilia and be able to blow that, blow that up outside of just in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually here um, with a friend from Alaska, actually. So he flew down for this. Um, he's a big Marc-Andre Fleury fan and collector. Um, I know he's been having a good time today. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it just brings people from every corner of the collecting universe. I mean, People flying internationally, you know, from overseas and everything. So, yeah, I mean, this is as big as it gets for not only cars, but I mean, it's it's also memorabilia and other things too. That's what I want to ask you about as I as we're, we got here early and we're wandering the convention center, and we see these vendors with cases and cases and cases of cards, and you see that five hundred, seven hundred, two thousand dollars, and they've got fifteen, twenty of these cases. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea, like? How do they travel with this stuff? Yeah. Like, do they fly with all these things, like, packed up? Like, how does – what are the logistics of – maybe you don't know, and if you don't know, that's cool. But, like, what are the logistics of one of these major card vendors traveling and, and getting their stuff sold at one of these shows? Yeah, it's definitely a case-by-case -case type of situation. If it's just, like, an individual that has their own booth, um, depending on where they live, they might drive, they might fly. Um, I mean, if I was doing it and I was from far away, I would probably want to drive and make sure that I'm kind of in control of my stuff. Um, as far as like the big retailers that are selling boxes of cards and they just have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of inventory. Um, obviously, they've got pretty good insurance to, yeah. to help, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, minimize any potential uh, issues there. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing to think about for sure. Yeah, this this place it's insane how big it is and how much stuff is out there. Like, I, 
I can't. It's yeah. overload. Like I, Jay and I did a lap when we got here, and within 15 minutes, it's like I cannot process anything else that's going. There's just too yeah. much stuff, and I don't have enough money for nearly as everything I want to <laughs> like buy. Cal Ripken jersey, though, Greg. Stop. Three hundred dollars. Stop. It was a hell of a deal. <laughs> Is that Zach Ryder? Is it? No, I think that was Zach Ryder. Who, who, who? That's Zach Ryder. Um, oh someone, no, no, the other guy. The other guy that was Hulk the head. <laughs> Not Zach Ryder. Iron Cheek. No. Yokozuna. It'll come to me later. Bam, 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 anyway, bam. sorry, I derailed everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was going to ask Eric. Um, <laughs> you're, you're the you're the the hockey collectible guy. You know a lot more. I just open '90s card packs on TikTok. You know, that's all I do, and, sure. I, and I mispronounce everybody's name. Um, but uh, if someone wants to get in and they want to start collecting. Connor Bedard mm-hmm. like is there something that's already out that's like already that must have item or is it coming out as the season starts like what's to look for if you want to start on the bottom floor at Connor Bedard memory be there what, what are you looking for yeah I mean as far as cards um, he has a, a deal with upper deck so they also have a contract with the CHL so he's had uh, CHL cards for a couple of years already um, you know so a lot of people have been going after those the thing with that is kind of once guys get NHL cards, then those CHL cards become a little bit less desirable because um, people want the NHL stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, as the 23-24 products start coming out, that's really when you're going to see people start to really get more involved and in, in wanting to pick up that kind of stuff. Um, probably Upper Deck Series 2 will be the first product that he's really in. Uh, that'll be his Young Guns rookie card, which is kind of like the, the staple, iconic rookie card that everyone wants. We have a, a question in our chat, and, and I think it's something I've, I've asked you before sure. um, about 90s hockey cards. And this is, comes from Nate. says, why are all my 90s hockey cards worthless now? And I, I from my parents' basement, uh, had a, found an old box of like 1991 cards from i think it's called score sure and i i asked you one time i was like oh these these are some notable players like is this worth anything and you're like yeah probably about two bucks <laughs> <laughs> how come some cards from that era can be worth hundreds of dollars and some are just a couple cents the simple answer uh most everything from that era was grossly overproduced so that's why it just doesn't hold value um, there are, you know, rare instances where there is something that might have been a lot more scarce at the time, and you know, now is really hard to find. So that type of thing can hold value and even increase in value over time. But as far as just kind of the everyday type of stuff, you know, the scorecards, stuff like that, um, the value just isn't there because there were so many printed. Yeah. What is your prized possession in terms of cards? I've got a couple of them here. We can go into those, or we can get to them later. Whatever. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's see what you got. You got it on the right. table. Sure. So we'll start off. Um, I'll save the, the two big ones for the end. But okay. first one uh, for the producers, it's the horizontal Tony Esposito. <laughs> um, so there's kind of just an assortment of stuff here, um, kind of cool, unique things. So this first one has a piece of cinder block or brick or something from the Chicago Stadium oh, cool. in nice. the card. Oh, that's awesome. So that's just awesome. a kind of unique cool little piece try not to smudge it up i know we didn't wash our hands after no, meeting it's all yager. It's yager. i got nacho case. cheese on your card my it's friend. all right it's got you know, this card now has your armor yager's dna there we go it's worth it's even worth more now it's worth more so where did that so card's gonna score 30 one? goals in the check lead next year that is so cool how did you how did you come across that's that a lo- there's only 29 of these in the world yes holy what is so what is this worth that's probably like 50 bucks ish oh, okay. 
So <laughs> oh, Jay's unimpressed. Yeah. Well, I gotta see what I'm stealing. They made a lot of di- like, they made these of a lot of different like legendary hawks. So there's sure. a lot more than just the 29. But for us with you, there's 20. Real quick, I want to ask you too. I noticed yeah. there was a card down there. It was. Uh, you know, I've seen the ones at Jersey Patch in there. I know Greg opened a Jamie Ben one of those. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, does so those Jersey Patch ones are they more valuable if there's like part of the logo on them? Yep. Okay, so the the value changes based on what you can make out of the jersey. Yes, cool. probably why the Jamie Ben one I got is not worth much because I think it's just like the green, just the jersey just material, the jersey part, just yeah. the green felt. Yeah. Yep. All right, yep. what's next? All right, next another Tony Esposito card. I really like stuff that has multiple different types of memorabilia. So this one has a part of his pad, jersey, glove, and stick. Cool. Wow. Same card. Oh, that's awesome. That is cool. Now this says one of one on it. Is this the, the only, only one? The only, only one. Wow. one. So how do you how did you find this? You go to a card show and just, you know, um, what do you uh, I usually buy, buy stuff online, um, whether it be eBay or forums, Facebook, um, various online stores, stuff like that. Have that you ever, because cool. we, when we've been walking around here, there have been some booths that say auction on them. Have you have you ever gone and got through things through auctions before? Like what? Have you not at a show. Done that um, experience? No, not at a show. Um, I mean, obviously eBay is an auction site, so I'm sure, very familiar sure. with that. But as far as kind of like in the show context, not so much. Okay. So. All right, what we got next? Next one. Um, Something that a lot of people really like, and uh, you know, something people chase after are cards that have the complete logo of the league that the player was playing in. So, this is kind of a cool one. It's Corey Crawford, but it's from one of his AHL jerseys. Oh, wow. oh sweet! That's okay, awesome. that looks like an Ice Hogs uh, jersey here on the card. So, that's pretty sweet. That's an old AHL logo. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's pretty neat. Yeah, Corey Crawford of the. Uh, Norfolk Admirals and Rockford Ice Hogs. So do you get, uh, do you just like target specific cards you want? Or are you one of these guys that like buys a box and hope you get something cool or a little bit of both? Um, I'm sorry. I would say when I was little, it was more so opening boxes just because it's really enjoyable. But as I've gotten older, um, the value proposition is way better to just buy what you want. Um, You know, you're going to be satisfied and get your money's worth. So yeah, I, I tend to go more for just single cards at this point, but I definitely do enjoy opening boxes as well. Uh, the next one, this one's kind of a, a sentimental card. Um, it's of Michel Goulet, so oh, throwing it back cool. a little bit. Is but... that part of his mustache in there? <laughs> <laughs> that we would make see... it way better. We saw Kurt Cobain's hair for sale. Yes, uh, we did. True, today. true. Yeah. yeah. If there's true. a if there's a uh, Michel Goulet where you get like four mustache hairs in his card, <laughs> I will buy that card. That's amazing. Um, Michelle's actually a good family friend of ours, so I enjoy oh, picking see? up cards of his. And, Hope you get uh, some stash here. This one it's actually gone. has the nameplate off of his stick. Oh, oh, holy cow. That's cool. I actually, while covering an, a Rockford awesome. Ice Hogs game, I loved Michelle Goulet. Even when he was on the, uh, the Nordiques before he came to the Hawks, I was, at an, I was covering an Ice Hogs game in, in the press box, like was sitting next to Michelle Goulet, who was scouting for the Penguins at the time. Mm-hmm. And it took me like a game, half the game before I realized it was Michelle Goulet because he doesn't have the mustache. Yeah. He's completely bald now. Yeah. And it took me like, I'm like, I know this guy. And then I finally cheated and like looked over like his, and I realized it was Michelle Goulet. <laughs> and it was such a really good guy. Yeah. Really good guy. Absolutely. I want to uh, address because it's just uh, realizing this now. This is a very visual part of the podcast. So if you're yes. listening uh, to the audio version, go back, watch it on YouTube. You can see all the stuff that Eric's uh, brought to the table here that we're passing along. Uh, really cool stuff, so check out the YouTube uh, as well. To you'll get be able to see our photo. And hit that like button for us. Yeah, smash it. 
as the kids say. Keep them coming, Eric. This All is right. this is cool. So these were obviously Hawks related. I don't only do Blackhawks, even though obviously I'm a Hawks fan. But another aspect of the hobby that I really enjoy is collecting things that represent a historical element of the sport, or you know, a big name player, whatever it might be. So this one I think is is you know it speaks for itself. It's a game used pad card of Vladislav Tretiak. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. So wow. that's Eddie Belfour. <laughs> That is awesome. That's some history right there. Yeah. Very cool. Trechiak was a uh, goaltender for the old Soviet teams. Uh, was a goaltending coach with the Blackhawks. He was, yes. And that's why Eddie Belfour wears number 20. Yeah. Yep. When he, aside from when he was in Chicago, obviously. Yeah. That no, awesome. uh, he was the, uh, I believe, the goalie for the Russians in the famous yes, uh, Summit Series, 72. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one, uh, of the, one, one, is one of the greatest goalies ever. Yeah, and 80. You know. And in the in the eighties yeah. for uh, in the Miracle the, game. Yep, one of the greatest goalies. That, I would venture out and say he's the greatest goalie that that didn't play in the NHL. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. All right, show us your two best, Eric. We've got a few more. You want to see the others? Yeah, let's do them quick because we All gotta right. we gotta get make way All right. for the next show. Sounds but yeah, good. let's just do them couple, rapid fire. Couple cool ones. Uh, self-explaining, explanatory again, but a Bill, Bill Barilko stick. Oh, right. that, that's seven Toronto. Alex Ovechkin skate laces. Okay, oh, that's the, awesome. The, the yellow skate oh, laces, cool. the unmistakable yep. Alex Ovechkin skate laces. That's awesome. Two of three. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I love the Bill Barreco. That's like I'm gonna need a little right education there. on Bill Barreco. Uh, Maple Leafs player back 50s, 60s, 51 Cup winning. Goal. Yes, and then oh, died okay. in a like plane, plane crash, crash where they like never really knew what happened oh, like wow. a mystery yeah um interesting tragically yeah. hip wrote a song about it. yep yeah. yes so then the two big ones another another aspect of the hobby that i've really leaned into the last couple of years that i thoroughly enjoy is collecting specific cards of george vesna which oh, is man. obviously a huge name so these are kind of like two holy grail hockey cards so Ooh. first one is a copy of his rookie card from over 100 years ago Oof. wow that is awesome <laughs> It's so small now compared to the yeah. The they used to cars. come. They so, used to come in cigarette packs. Correct. Oh, okay. Yep. Instead of bubble gum. Yep. yep. And what is what is the value on this? That's probably like a six or seven thousand. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy, that is so cool. Don't, don't hand it back to me. My palm yeah. got sweaty. <laughs> Give it back to you very carefully. <laughs> I don't want to be handle that. Very I don't want to nice. be in charge of that. Yeah. And then the last one. This is probably like in my opinion, like the holy grail of hockey memorabilia, is one of the actual buckles off of oh, his pads. I've seen this wow. card. Oh my god! I've seen. Wow, that's incredible. Wow, that, so you, this is the one of one. Yeah, I've seen this card online. Or do they? Do they come out with multiples? And I know it says There's one of one. There's a green but, one and a gold one. Okay, I yep. know I've seen this wow. online and thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. So how'd you come across that? A uh, guy in the UK had it. I was trying super, super hard to find one of them because, uh, like I said, that's kind of like a holy grail type of piece. Yeah. So as soon as I caught wind that he had this card, I just reached out to him, and we fortunately were able to work out a deal. That's awesome. Wow. That is so cool. So for these kind of like these special ones that have like pieces of stick, obviously a, a pad buckle, all those things, like these would not come in a pack, obviously. Uh, yeah, they would. Really? How would you yeah. not know there's a goalie? Uh, <laughs> well, goalie buckle. <laughs> goalie bear. That's a little different, but for like stuff like the, the other batch, stuff, yeah. yeah, that those would come in packs, and um, yeah, as far as like the thickness and stuff, there's uh, we were talking about this before the show. They put like fillers in the packs so that all of the packs are the same thickness, so you don't know 
if so there you can't is cheat or and, not. Like, squeeze them like oh that uh, one sticker that's yeah. got a good card in it uh, right. interesting yep that's very awesome. cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. Uh, I, how, are we, how are we on time? Do we have enough time to we open got, up uh, a quick pack? Like three or four minutes. Yeah, three or four let's, do minutes. Cool. Let's, let's open up some packs. Five minutes. Five minutes, five minutes. Five minutes. All right. All right. So we can open is, up a pack of cards and get our This is Greg's deal. You can just do one a piece if you want. All right. Awesome. Take, some take one, pass it down. These are Parkhurst Blackhawk Original Six cards. I got Eric Taze on here. Now, what year are these from? This is from 2003 Oh, yes. Pretty old school. So A wonderful time for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Got uh, some, who could forget? Got some players from the team back then in the set, so the it'll be a blast from the past. you got, like, Billy Niemann and Lassie Kukkonen and <laughs> oh, the ABC line and you know, guys like that. So definitely kind of oh, cool. Kind of interesting. I want to mark Bell. All right. Let's see. Is there any bubble? I got a here? Craig Anderson. Legend. That's good. Like Region Native. Howie Morenz. Doug Wilson, good ones. Ooh, my my uh, my buffer is a Hawks one. There you hey, go. There you go. Uh, Tony Esposito and Dennis Savard. Right. Nice. Pretty good. I got a Kyle Calder. Hey. One third of that. Ooh, a Steve Passmore. You're oh, jealous. Give trade you for my that. Wife. Trade you for that Tony Esposito. <laughs> Dominic Hoshik. Hey. Of course, I get the Maple Leaf. <laughs> Chris Chelios, and then a uh, Bobby Holt. Oh, there you go. All right, All right cool. Some good players there. I got uh, Steve McCarthy. Oh, that's your, uh, that's your, yes. almost my wife with the puck. Jerry, uh, Jeremy Roenick in the uh, Barber Pole jersey. Nice. I like nice. that. Uh, Bobby Hall. I got another Maple Leafs uh, buffer. <laughs> uh, Kenny Warham. Got that one. And Phil, Phil Esposito. Enshrined. I saw a jersey of his for sale for $30 don't here. See <laughs> <signs>. <laughs> Phil in the Blackhawks no, jersey. No, yeah. not, not too much. Eric, help me with that. How is there a t- uh, Phil Esposito Bruins jersey? For thirty dollars signed here, how does that work? Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, scam? the quality of the jersey is probably extremely low, and yeah, that's probably about <laughs> all I can say. Yeah, it might it not be not a look, real autograph. <laughs> it did not look great in terms of jersey quality, but it was authenticated. They had like the, uh, the thing on there. This yeah, is very cool. That's a good like uh, entry level collector there jersey. Go. There you, you know, go. Somebody First, just wants something that looks cool on your wall. Your starter right. starter jersey. Yeah. All right. Exactly. What'd you get in your pack, Eric? I got Igor Korolev. That's a blast. Good old number pass. 22. Yes. Steve Sullivan, Howie Morenz, Stan Makita, and Pierre Pilat. Nice. All right. Finish strong. Solid pack. Yeah. Nice. I think we did good. All right, That's let's awesome. go sell these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I look let's forward set to a, Set up a booth. I look there forward for the $3 I get for all this guy. <laughs> Perfect. Eric, let people know where to find you, where to find the uh, the podcast. Yeah, so Center Ice Cardcast. Uh, it's me and a co-host who lives up in Toronto. Um, we, we talk cards and uh, open boxes every now and then and show off cards that we've acquired. And um, we have contacts with Upper Deck and other manufacturers, so they'll give us, like, inside scoops on stuff and uh, come on and talk about products and stuff. So, um, yeah, we love doing it and love providing that content for people. So Center Ice Cardcast, um, you can watch on YouTube or any podcast platform pretty much, social media, um, Center Ice Cardcast. Twitter is Center Ice CC. Um, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Eric, it was great having you, man. We appreciate it. Before we go, we got to let everybody know about our friends at Shady Rays. Yes, Shady Rays. Take on the take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is just as good, even better than any expensive pair we've ever wore. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures. Like walking from the parking garage to the convention this morning, I had my Shady Rays on, and they helped. They did the job. 
That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets for uh, patients with pediatric cancer to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Trust me, those outdoor adventures are a lot better than walking from a parking garage to a convention. Correct. Shady Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it. Now and for years to come, and if you don't love your Shady Rays, but trust me, you're going to, but just in case you don't, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's absolutely no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners only, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout. You're going to get 50% off all orders of two or more pairs of their amazing sunglasses. Rated five stars by 250,000 people. That's a lot of people. Almost that many people will be out at the CHGO Big Drive Energy and Pins and Aces. (laughs) Uh, CHGO Kickoff Classic Golf Tournament at Cog Hill Number 2, the Ravines. That is August 25th at 9 a.m. Sign up. Tickets are going fast. And I know people say tickets are going fast. When they're not going fast, they're actually going fast. So if you want to do this, you've got to jump in very, very quickly. Here's how. AllCHGO.com. Navigate over to our events page and uh, click on the CHGO Kickoff Classic Golf Tournament. All the information is there. But here, real quick, diehards, of course, will save. But your entry fee includes 18 holes with a cart. An exclusive Pins and Aces tea gift for every player. Access to our limited edition Pins and Aces and CHGO collaboration polo, which is very cool. Whole contest, great giveaways and prizes for contest holes, winning teams, and my team, last place. Lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. It's going to be an awesome time. Again, allchgo.com. Navigate to our events page, and you will find all the info on the kickoff classic. Cannot wait for that, fellas. I'm getting the clubs out next week. Me and my pal James Navarro are going to hit the links, and he's going to kill me, as he always, always does. All right, we're back tomorrow at 2 with another fun-filled show about hockey. Yes, hopefully some news drops in the next uh, 23 hours. Or uh, we'll we'll have some Friday content. Or we see Yarmir Yager again. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be cool. I'll have him him over to the house, and we'll met, and we'll just hang out with the dogs. Awesome. Uh, Thanks to Eric Andrews from uh, Center Ice Cardcast uh, for joining us today. And thanks, everybody, at the National Sports Collectors Convention here in Rosemont. It's going on all weekend, so come check it out. It is really cool. I'm glad we got to do this. I never would have been at a place like this without this kind of a, you know, without us being here. And it is very cool to be here. It's fascinating. It is really interesting. Uh, It was uh, Kurt Hawkins was the wrestler. Ah. Uh, That's who it was. So shout out to our chat. They figured it out. There you go. Kurt Hawkins. Isn't that that, um, Kurt Hennig's kid? No? I have no idea. I always get those you guys. You can ask confused. him. He's at the, the Impact Wrestling booth down the way. Oh, sweet. I'm Are gonna, you Mr. Perfect, son? I'm going to go put him in a headlock. <laughs> he wasn't that perfect, man. Let's see how that goes. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Bulls are next. Yes. 3 o'clock. Bulls. Stick around. Thanks for listening and watching the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. By the way, we only have 63 likes. We met mm-hmm. Yarmir Yager today. Get us to 68 before you log off. Yes. Let's go. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs>